When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. When's the last time you thought about retirement? What about saving for your kid's college? In these crazy economic times, working with a professional is of the utmost importance, and that's where my friend Thomas Chandler comes in. Thomas is a financial planner with Capital Financial Group, and he wants to help you make the right decisions for your financial future. So give him a call today at 662-296-0186. That's 662-296-0186. And tell him that Ben sent you for a no-cost consultation and get started toward financial independence today with Thomas Chandler of Capital Financial Group. What's up, players? This is the Talk of Champions franchise player. Always. False player. Forever. Welcome into Franchise Player. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. He's David Johnson at Rebels247. I write for the Ole Miss Spirit on three. He writes for Inside the Rebels 247. And unfortunately, on this Sunday morning, we're staring down again a 2003-like scenario where Ole Miss could win every game but one in its SEC schedule and still not play in Atlanta because LSU beat Alabama on Saturday, which set Saturday up with lesser stakes than what if Alabama was just taking care of business and they didn't? They didn't. They had to lose the one game, the one game Ole Miss fans were rooting for them to win. And now Ole Miss does not control its full destiny. The stakes still are high on Saturday, David, but they're not the same as they were. What's up? Yeah, you know, not not much and a whole lot, I guess, on this Sunday morning. But listen, I'm I'm gonna take the opposite side of that spectrum, man. I mean, what happened in Baton Rouge yesterday? Ole Miss had nothing to do with, couldn't do anything to affect the outcome. It's just kind of how the chips rolled. But you know what the chase is. You've got to beat Alabama for any of this to mean anything or LSU is simply going to waltz in with it. But for the life of me, you cannot tell me that LSU is not capable of going to Arkansas or even going to College Station as bad as both of those teams look right now in laying an egg. So first things first, you got to beat Alabama Saturday in Oxford, obviously, for any of it to matter. But if you do and you take care of going to Arkansas and beating Mississippi State at home, there's a chase going all the way down to the final week of the regular season. And I can live with that. 
I can I can handle that. Um, you know, because if you beat Alabama, you got a chance to be 11 and one. And, you know, I've read some scenarios on the internet about how LSU could go unbeaten and lose to Georgia in the title game and Ole Miss be on the outside at 11 and one and find their way into the college football playoff. I don't believe any of that. Yeah, I would have told you differently. As a fact, in fact, I did tell you differently a month or so ago. I said on this podcast, if Ole Miss is 11 and one and Lane Kiffin is their head coach, they're going to put them in the playoffs. I don't know that that scenario materializes right now. Um, you know, the, the win over Alabama would be impressive, but it would be the most impressive win Ole Miss has on their ledger by far. And, um, you know, it's just kind of how the year set up, Ben. So first things first, Ole Miss has got to climb a huge mountain on Saturday. They got to beat Alabama. And do you know when the last time Alabama lost two games in a row was? No idea. I don't either. But it's been a long time ago, right? A long time ago, for sure. And um, that's a major mountain to climb. And look, these Bama boys – Look, they're not going back to Tuscaloosa and, you know, packing bags and going, well, this season doesn't mean anything. You don't get to be on Alabama's level if you're not playing with pride. They will bring everything they have to Oxford on Saturday. And, in fact, I would argue that they're probably now a more dangerous opponent than they were if they had defeated LSU yesterday. So – you know, not not an easy task at hand for Ole Miss, but I'm on the opposite side. I think the chase is going to be fun. Oh, no, it's going to be fun. It's just going to be really frustrating if it ends up just like 2003 with the one game they couldn't lose, they lost. Yeah, what will be frustrating is being if you end up 11-1 and one yeah. and you don't get a call from the playoff committee. That's going to be frustrating. And, what's and the better know, scenario? Like, what's the if you're an Ole Miss fan today on Sunday after Alabama has beaten LSU, what's the scenario that's best case for you? Not getting to Atlanta at eleven and one, or no. winning out and out in LSU losing one and getting to Atlanta? I don't trust getting into the playoffs, not getting to Atlanta. Period. Okay. I don't okay. trust it because there are too many variables. Tennessee's likely going to be eleven and one. Georgia, even if they lost to LSU, a, a, a two-loss LSU team in Atlanta is going to end up 12-1. and one. Um, I think both of those teams go before Ole Miss if they're sitting there at 11-1 and one and 12-1. and one. So you, you want to go to Atlanta and, and, and play Georgia and, and, and put it all in line. Maybe you beat Georgia. Um, you know, I, I think that scenario, you win out. You win every game the good Lord puts in front of you and you hope LSU stumbles at Arkansas or at A&M, they could lose either one, and that puts you in Atlanta, and it's right there for you to play yourself in. I think that's the best-case scenario. Alabama has at Ole Miss, Austin P and Auburn left. LSU has at Arkansas, UAB, and at Texas A&M. And Ole Miss, of course, has Alabama at Arkansas and Mississippi State. You're going to have to buck history no matter what happened yesterday between Alabama and LSU to even make these scenarios realistic. Because historically, 
Ole Miss doesn't beat Alabama, and historically, Ole Miss doesn't win in Fayetteville. So those things yeah. are still in front of you. You still have to do those things no matter what. So in that way, the stakes are the exact same. It's just unfortunate that, that, that today they don't control their own destiny like they would have had Alabama just won. Yeah, but history this year in the SEC, you know, kick it all out the window. I mean, everybody but Georgia is vulnerable. We all know that. I mean, this LSU team that, you know, if you were going to power rate the SEC, you'd probably put it number two right now, got skull drugged by Tennessee several weeks ago in Baton Rouge. I mean, you just you just don't know. Look, Liberty goes to Fayetteville and beats them yesterday. I called that, by the way. I picked that game. Um, very proud of that. And uh, you know what? Liberty's a really good football team. Everybody's down on Arkansas, and they didn't play great yesterday, but losing to Liberty's not bad. They're eight and one. And uh, KJ Jefferson, if he goes off and his eyes kind of roll in the back of his head and he's out there like a like a shark playing, can beat anybody. We've seen KJ Jefferson at his best in Oxford. Um, so you know, LSU going to Arkansas, maybe they're feeling themselves. Maybe the Hogs are, are, are looking for redemption. You never know. Wilder things have happened. But I'm in for the ride. Let's, let's, see, let's see what happens. I guess uh, college game day not coming to Oxford as far as we know. Yeah, as far as we know. And regardless of what happens between Ole Miss and Alabama, going to Fayetteville was always a scary matchup to me. And regardless of what happened yesterday – with LSU beating Alabama, I was always not feeling great about the trip to Fayetteville because it's not – and I know Arkansas isn't great this year. They have a really bad defense. I mean, their defense is bad, so Ole Miss is going to score points. It's just historically Ole Miss has not done well in Fayetteville. And I've, not, and I've told you this on this podcast countless times. We've talked about it ad nauseum. I don't like the matchup at all. So those things are still in front of you. You still got to win games, and you're always going to have to win games, period. You're just going to have to keep winning. So none of that has changed. The only thing that's changed is, unfortunately, you don't control your own destiny. And um, it, it kind of, like, puts into perspective how big that one interception was going in when Ole Miss could have retaken the lead in LSU and that game could have potentially been completely different because now LSU is playing some of the best ball in not just the SEC but college football. So I, I don't know. It's um, It sucks that Ole Miss doesn't control its own destiny. It feels very 2003 but everything is still in front of you. You just need a little help along the way, which is unfortunate, but also how the you know cookie crumbles so often. Yeah, yeah, that that's what we're looking at this morning. But by the way, you, you know, absolutely—I thought about you immediately. You absolutely called Clemson as a fraud. Oh, I told you, I told you, Clemson was a fraud. Absolutely, they—they they are. Uh, Ole Miss would beat Clemson by three touch. Ole Miss would beat Clemson probably worse than Notre Dame beat them Saturday night. Um, they're, they're stuck in the ACC and I get, they can't control their scheduling, but, um, they've beaten nobody and they've had close calls against teams. They have no business having close calls against, um, they didn't pass my eyeball test. Hopefully, you know, they're way down the pecking order when the college football playoff poll comes out on, on Tuesday, because, uh, you know, they're just – they'd be middle of the pack SEC. Eight and four, seven and five SEC team is Clemson. With the playoff pick a two-loss LSU that has beaten Georgia over an 11-1 and one Ole Miss for the playoff? 
Yes, I think they would simply because LSU has the head-to-head win. Um, and, you know, there, there's there's kind of a meter built into the playoff selection about who's hot. And, you know, there's also a meter built in about the intangibles within a team, such as injuries, things like that, that the playoff committee deems uh, would affect the playoffs. Well, I hate to bring this up, but we will. I mean, you know, when they put the final college football playoff poll out, you know, Lane Kiffin's name could very hotly be associated with the Auburn job. So, you know, do they put in a team with a coach that's outgoing or a coach that has already packed his bags and left town? Um, that That's going to be a factor as well, Ben. It's not anything we want to openly discuss and address, but hell, here we are this morning. We're talking about it. I think that's a factor. I, I just think the Hugh Freeze stuff today is hilarious, and it just kind of shows the cynical nature of college football. I said this on a uh, podcast, man, it had to be about a year ago. All that matters is winning. That's all that matters, right? Because back when everything was going sideways for Ole Miss and the NCAA investigation and firing freeze and the ugliness of the phone records and all that kind of stuff, there was just this groundswell of national media just vitriol and blitzing Ole Miss for being little Ole Miss. It was little Ole Miss and Freeze who came from virtually nowhere, you know, came out of nowhere to lead little Ole Miss to this place of success that it hadn't been before consistently. So obviously they had to be cheating, right? They were cheating. No, they weren't. I mean, all the stuff that they got hit for and really punished for wouldn't even be a drop in the bucket to get fined for in 2022, right? But back then, all these national media types that are fawning and drooling over the nuts of Hugh Freeze today, Right. They were like just blitzing Ole Miss and blitzing Hugh Freeze and like Ole Miss and Hugh Freeze together were public enemy number one. And yet today on this Sunday, it's all redemption arc for Hugh Freeze. You know, the guy that they loved to hate and love to just drag. And granted, he did make some really stupid mistakes, mistakes that to this day, you know, you really can't excuse away or, you know, defend. And yet. The whole national narrative about Hugh Freeze and who he is and what he's done, now it's just all about football. It's crazy. Crazy what happens when you get away from little Ole Miss with these national idiots. Okay, got to ask a question for you. And uh, Uh I'm not not an attorney, but any smart attorney would tell you this. You never ask a question you don't already know the answer to. But if Lane Kiffin were to leave Ole Miss, would he (laughs) Would Hugh Freeze be on your hot list? Yeah. Absolutely. Of course he would. Now, old, like, if you'd asked me this two weeks ago, hell no. But today, I'm cynical about this thing, man. Just win games. Just win games. He's objectively a good football coach. That has never changed. Uh, like, if Lane Kiffin is the gold standard, if, if Lane Kiffin is the gold standard for play calling and offensive scheming, Hugh Freeze is not that far off. He's not. Now, everything about him off the field is literally the exact same as it was in 2016. Yeah, yeah. The man is a narcissist. Well, all coaches are. But the man is a narcissist and self-filating idiot who can't not search his name on Twitter and get upset when when a few people don't like what he has to say or what he does about certain things. So he can't get past that part of it. But he's always been a good football coach. That's never changed. I believe in redemption. Okay, I, I I truly 
honestly believe in redemption. I, I mean, there have been a couple times in my life where I think I've had to be redeemed, and 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 I have. No, I believe in redemption too. But college football is not a redemption story. You know what? College football can be what you want it to be, and you know, you made mistakes. Hugh made mistakes. We all know he did. I mean, I blistered his hide when he was on his way out of Oxford. I mean, I can never erase that from the internet. But, you know, he has, he has made all the right moves. He's done all the right things. He's paid a price. And he's got you know, an eight-year deal making $5 million per. What has he paid a price for? <laughs> He's paid a price. He's paid a price in terms of public perception, and that okay. that, that 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 hurts. And you know, well, at least he showed yesterday he can actually beat Arkansas. Exactly. He's he's coaching some of the best football he has ever coached. He beat Arkansas with his second string quarterback. I mean, you got to think about that too. Well, it's not about freeze. That's not the point I was making. The point is this: back then, when Ole Miss and Hugh Freeze gotten all that bullcrap trouble, which we all agree was completely blown out of proportion. It was the powers of being college football out to get Ole Miss and Freeze. And so he's going to coach in the SEC again. He's going to coach at Auburn, in my opinion, right? There's just too much around that. There's, he wants the job. He'll do what those meddling boosters want. I don't think Lane Kiffin's going to Auburn. And if you're an Ole Miss fan, you welcome that because Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss is the perfect marriage. Lane Kiffin keeps you nationally relevant. I don't think Lane Kiffin's going to Auburn. He could. He might want it. But they're going to have to like offer a contract in years in in per per year annual average salary that are astronomical that you could get probably similar results for much cheaper and a more willing participant with all those meddling boosters well, with freeze. I, I'll you know? say this on the record: I want Lane Kiffin to stay in Oxford. I think he's the hottest coach in America. Period. Uh, not only with his X's and O's and, and knowledge of schematics of the game, but he knows how to play the game. He is the transfer portal king, as he's been dubbed. Um, I want Lane Kiffin to stay at Ole Miss, 100%. But, I, I mean, we can't just bury our head in the sand and go, all oh, this Auburn stuff doesn't matter. It could very well matter. Now, Jimmy Sexton, he's not calling me and telling me what he's doing behind the scenes. Uh, John Cohen isn't. I, I don't know. And that's what we don't know. We really don't know. We know what a couple of loudmouth reporters on the beat at Auburn have told us we should know. And that's Lane Kiffin's target number one in their minds. We don't know who they're talking to. And we don't know who they're talking to, you know, if they have any gravitas there. So, you know, that's the that's the sideshow. You know, the, the 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 main event is what happens on the field these next three games for Ole Miss and where they position themselves and maybe get some help in somebody beating LSU. Um, but the sideshow is still there. We can't make it go away. We can't ignore it, and uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, I mean, look, you know, you want to talk about how Alabama's going to respond Saturday to playing Ole Miss, knowing that they're out of it, out of it. You know, when you're talking about the national title race and the conference race, how's Ole Miss going to respond from being off for two weeks and all these rumors swirling around their head coach? And don't tell me for a second 
players don't talk about it. They ignore it. They have a pro mindset. Um, you know, that that's just not true. It's not true. The players are discussing it. They talk about it. They probably don't talk about it in the locker room or on the practice field, but they talk about it. They are well aware about it. So, you know, I mean, there's a lot of stuff at play this week. But, you know, the biggest thing to me at play, Ben, and how I think LSU won this game last night, was they put pressure in the face of Jalen Hurts, and they were pretty much able to contain him. Oh, he called Bryce Young Jalen Hurts. Oh, oh my God, my bad. (laughs) That was was terrible, Bryce Young. And, And, look, they were able to contain him. And he doesn't look healthy, by the way. Well, I don't care how well he looked healthy on that magical touchdown pass he threw late in the fourth quarter, yeah. where he escaped everybody. So look, let me say this: I don't think Ole Miss has a defense that can do that. I don't, but I think Ole Miss has an offense that can score points on this Alabama defense. And you know, you put all that in a bag, you shake it up, you spill it out, you see how it turns out. I don't know. I just don't know. But Ole Miss is not going to beat Alabama the way LSU beat them last night by closing down lanes and putting pressure in Bryce Young's face. That, yeah, they don't have the a, they don't have the interior capability to no, get that kind of push on him. Absolutely not. It's not going to happen. And uh, if the, if that's the game plan, I don't think that works. But as I said, Lane Kiffin's more than capable of scratching stuff up to score points. So it's all about who scores the most points, right? I, I, I'm not until prepared. LSU won in overtime. The whole thing I was going to come on here and talk about was how Alabama is gettable because I like Bryce Young a lot. He doesn't look completely healthy to me. He did make that great play in the fourth quarter, broke out of the pocket, multiple tackles, rolled yeah. to his right, threw a dart. He's got it. He just looks like he needs some rest, to be honest with you. He's going to be a first round pick, one of the top three picks probably um, in the draft next year. Looks like an Alabama quarterback going to the pros. But, see, I, I prefer Jalen Hurts or I prefer Tua. I prefer Mac Jones. He doesn't seem the same kind of threat going in. And you don't see the same kind of explosiveness from Alabama that you're used to seeing with Alabama teams under Nick Saban. And that's why it's unfortunate that they weren't able to hold on against LSU because I was feeling weirdly confident about this Ole Miss team against that Alabama team. If you're just comparing talent and uh, how these teams have been this year, and not considering the historical ramifications or anything like that, which you have to consider if you're an Ole Miss person. I looked at that Alabama team and thought to myself, oh, yeah, Ole Miss could win. Ole Miss could beat that team. Ole Miss could get that team, that Alabama team. And uh, that's why it's unfortunate that they weren't able to win because I just – I look at this matchup on its own, and there are ways where Ole Miss could um, exploit where Alabama isn't great, especially – I mean, defensively, they're really good – but Ole Miss could really attack them, you know, on the perimeter. They could really push the ball down the field or at least try to push the ball down the field. There's some ways they could take advantage of Alabama is what I'm saying. And no, that's no, this has, this has a feeling of a 42-38 ball game. Yeah. It really does. And, um, you know, that's just how Ole Miss is going to have to win it. They're going to have to have to beat the Bama defense because – I just sat there and watched LSU last night close down on Bryce Young. Ole Miss does not, as you pointed out, too, they don't have the personnel to do it. It's, 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 they, they just don't. They're not going to be in his face like that all night. Won't happen. 
won't happen. You know, if you're you're talking about guys that have have to have a huge game with the pressure LSU put on 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 Alabama up the gut last night, JJ Peakies. I, I mean, that has to be, you know, that has to be your thought number one when it comes to the defense. But there's just not enough bodies, not enough capable bodies of Ole Miss to 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 do what LSU did to it. Yeah, the problem is that LSU had three JJ Piggieses. That correct, correct. Almost and, 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 and some hell of a linebackers and BJ I mean, Ojolari being awesome. Yeah, I, I mean, the, Ole Miss just doesn't have that on its defensive front. And and oh, God, man, it pains me to say that because we talked about it all in fall camp. Man, these Rebels have some great defensive line depth. The problem is. This is the 10th game of the season coming up. We haven't seen it. We have not seen it. It's not going to manifest itself Saturday inside the vault. Um, I think it's got to be a high-scoring game, and Ole Miss has to score a late touchdown if they're going to win it very late because with uh, with Bryce Young, you give him a minute, he's going to drive Alabama the length of the field. We've seen it. The car buying process can be a lot. I know. I've been there. You just want to get in and out with a new car and the best deal. Simple. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford keeps it simple. They're going to take care of you, get you in and out with your new vehicle with a great deal. Their inventory right now is priced to sell. And what separates Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from any and all competitors is they aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Contact them today at 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. Stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford. That's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford to find your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep. Alan Samuels, let's be friends. BNA Bank is celebrating 125 years of local banking. For generations, BNA Bank has been a stable fixture in Northeast Mississippi, supporting and investing in our local small businesses, local schools, local community events, local charities, and so much more. At BNA Bank, we believe in our local communities, businesses, and organizations because we are a local business, too. Thank you for choosing to bank local with BNA Bank. The Ole Miss spirit and talk of champions are coming up on the one-year anniversary of our move to on three. We couldn't be happier. Winning has certainly helped. Football continues to roll. Baseball is fresh off the first ever national championship in program history. Life is good. But change is always hard. And I don't even want to think where we'd be without LinkedIn jobs, which made our initial hiring experience as seamless as possible. LinkedIn jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Create in seconds a free job post on LinkedIn Jobs and add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your profile to spread the word about your opening. They offer simple tools like screening questions to make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses ranked LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. Lane Kiffin and the Ole Miss Football Rebels have a little over a month remaining in the 2022 season. You want them to finish strong, right? Well, you need to finish strong, too, with LinkedIn Jobs, which helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free today at linkedin.com slash TOC. That's linkedin.com slash TOC to post your job 
for free. Terms and conditions apply. That's LinkedIn Jobs, a proud sponsor of Talk of Champions. Talk of Champions is also brought to you in part by my bookie. You know football, and you pick winners all the time, so why not get paid for them at my bookie? Bet single game spreads, money lines, or parlay multiple together to increase your payouts. Low contest entry fees and over half a million to be won make it so you don't have to be a pro gambler to have fun. Getting started is easy. Just visit mybookie.ag, mybookie.ag, and use promo code TOC for Talk of Champions, TOC, on your first deposit to secure a double deposit bonus. That's promo code TOC for Talk of Champions, TOC, to get your first deposit matched dollar for dollar all the way up to a thousand bucks. My bookie is a proven sports book that makes it simple to bet and win. So make this your winning season exclusively at MyBookie. But as far as the Lane Kiffin and Auburn stuff, I think he's staying at Ole Miss. If that's the only option, I think he's staying at Ole Miss. Yeah, I want to think that as well. I definitely want to think that too because, you know, you know when you really start peeling the layers of the onion back on the Auburn job and the – the 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 encroachments, if you will, by the by the power people at Auburn, how they like to call the shots within the program. I you don't see you know Lane's not going to do that. He's not going to go over there and 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 be somebody's get boy. He's not going to do it. Uh, he's going to have a hundred percent control or else. And maybe Auburn's boosters are ready to say. Okay, coach, you got it all, but I don't know that they are. I really don't. My whole deal is this, all right? I want Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss for as long as he wants to be at Ole Miss. He's the best thing Ole Miss has ever had happen to it in modern history, period. Period. Yes. Ole Miss is operating at a different level, different plane of existence than it was before Lane Kiffin. But if he did leave, the worst-case scenario happens. Auburn gives him an offer he can't refuse, and he leaves. Ole Miss is in a different place today than it was pre-Lane Kiffin. And the idea that Ole Miss can't continue to operate this way and can't go like take Auburn's list, it's coaching hot board, and it essentially just like put that up as Ole Miss's hot list. It's the exact same. Old days, Ole Miss couldn't do that. Ole Miss and Auburn would be living in different pools of candidates for head coaches. Not anymore because Ole Miss will pay. Ole Miss will support. You've seen it. You got Mississippi State celebrating hitting nine hundred in their collective, while Ole Miss is sailing past or getting close to 3,000, right? So Ole Miss, as far as competitiveness, is not this little Ole Miss stuff anymore. The little Ole Miss crap that national people would push back when they try to claim that Ole Miss and Freeze, just because they were winning, were cheating. Ole Miss wasn't cheating. They were, They weren't cheating. They weren't doing anything that any, anybody else wasn't doing. I mean, far or less, all the stuff they got, like, they got you know, hit for wasn't really much of anything. So now the idea that Lane Kiffin would go to Auburn is just assumed by these national media types because it's little Ole Miss stuff again. It's Ole Miss. Oh, it's just Ole Miss. It's just Ole Miss. And they're not fully appreciating that Ole Miss is operating differently now. If you look at how, like, if you look at winning percentages for the last three years in the SEC, Ole Miss is in the top four. Second only to Georgia and Alabama, I think, or something crazy like that, as far as wins in the conference. So stop. I, like, I'm tired of hearing the little old Miss crap. Oh, well, he might want Auburn, but why would he want Auburn? Like, you're still viewing, not you, like, national person, you're still viewing 
Ole Miss in the same lens of, oh, it's just a little Ole Miss against big, well, bad Auburn. That's not what it is anymore. Well, I agree. I agree. And, and it's like they can't do simple math. They can't look at the SEC TV money and go, wow, everybody in the SEC is now in the top 25 of college football in terms of money, mm-hmm. period. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, it, it's just the truth. That means there are only 24 comparable jobs to Ole Miss in the country. Correct. Yes. <laughs> and yes. yet it's, oh, it's just little Ole Miss. Like Ole Miss is friggin' Vanderbilt or some shit. You know? It's insane. Well, and the crazy thing is Vanderbilt wouldn't have to be little Vanderbilt if they right. had an alumni base that didn't want to be little Vanderbilt anymore, <laughs> but they don't. Which, hey, bully for them. Academics are supposed to be what college is about, unless your job is what we do, and that's sports, and then we just care about the sports. <laughs> true. That That is very true. Don't that's you love true. how Tennessee, though, had the best, greatest baseball team to ever exist, and they face-planted? <laughs> and then Tennessee, the greatest football team to ever exist. Hendon Hooker's running away with the Heisman, and they face-planted. I think you and I talked about this last week going into that game, how we felt like it was setting up just for Georgia to wax them, you know? And that's pretty much what they did. Yeah, they did. I mean, Kirby's got something special. And, you know, Georgia did not take one single player from the transfer portal because they don't have to. They don't have to. Because the money's been there. Something's been there in the past for them to build these high school classes. And uh, so, you know, not not a single portal player on that Georgia team. That's pretty incredible in this day and age. Um, I think they're the best football team in America by far. Um, even if, even if Ole Miss got to the SEC title game at 11 and one, they would be 18 point underdogs to to Georgia. I I truly believe it. Um, and, and probably rightfully so, but, um, you got to get there first, Ben, I mean, I'm excited. I, I don't feel any damper on my excitement for these rebels than I did yesterday, Saturday morning when I woke up. Um, just it's because just the stakes I, are different now, you have to keep pace. I, I got a feeling. I'm gonna tell you something, I'll, and I'll just say it. I have a feeling LSU is going to walk into Fayetteville or College Station and suck it up. I think it's gonna happen. I, I truly believe it's gonna happen. Um, now I, I don't have any feeling whatsoever regarding Ole Miss and Alabama Saturday, so it might not even matter. But I, I think LSU is gonna 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 lose. I think they're gonna lose one. Um, if it matters, Ole Miss will make it matter on Saturday. It's gonna be a tough game. I saw the lines come out. You What's know, the line? Yeah, what is the line? You're, you're seeing anywhere from nine and a half to a fourteen and a half point Alabama, um, and. I think that number will probably stay about where it is. Um, I don't think a lot of money is going to come in on the Ole Miss side of things, Um, but that's okay. I don't know what the line was in 14 and 15 when we beat them, but I guarantee Alabama was favored substantially. So anything can happen. And, And again, the guy that I think is the hottest coach in America has had two weeks to scratch it up for a guy that he wants to beat and beat bad. I, I Just win, I mean, man. Everything else will fall as it's supposed to fall. Just win. That's that's the truth of the matter. And, you know, hey, you got basketball season starting Monday night. 
Everybody can get excited about that double header at the pavilion. Um, women Wish are playing. Sean Ruffin's out though again. Yeah, Ruffin's out, man. I mean, huh, that's uh, that, that's a crappy way to start your season, and you know, hopefully he gets back soon. Yeah, hopefully so, and hopefully Ole Miss beats Alabama this weekend, and hopefully Auburn hires Hugh Freeze because if you're an Ole Miss fan, that means Lane Kiffin is at Ole Miss. And when Lane Kiffin is at Ole Miss, I'm not really scared of anything, to be honest with you. Like, I believe Ole Miss could go beat Alabama this weekend because Lane Kiffin is at Ole Miss. I believe that Ole Miss could go 11-1 and and reach Atlanta and play Georgia for the SEC championship game. That doesn't seem far-fetched because Lane Kiffin is at Ole Miss. The Hugh Freeze stuff, though, will be – right now it's as cynical as I felt about college football because I still – it makes my stomach sick to think about how, like, Ole Miss was attacked back then and painted in a certain way. Oh, they're cheating, obviously, because Ole Miss is winning. Ole Miss can't do this. You had Ian Rappaport, the Mississippi State asshole that he is, going on Twitter and saying stuff like, oh, well, this has been something that most people have assumed for a while. Most people? Oh, yeah, because Ole Miss is just little Ole Miss. And Hugh Freeze, this little, you know, this little guy from nowhere coaching this team. They got to be doing something to fairies. And now it's, oh, he's always been a great coach, you know? He's always been great. We there's never been a question if he's a great football coach. He's a winner. Yeah, and he went five and seven his fa- his final year at Ole Miss because he wasn't coaching football that year. Basically, he was he was calling everybody, shutting rumors down. Yeah, he was Twitter fighting. It's true, very very true. But you know, we'll see what happens here. I want to throw one final equation at you. Uh oh. So let's say Ole Miss goes. It's not a Hugh Freeze one, is it? Uh, yeah, he's got a little something to do with it. Let's say Ole Miss goes 11 and 1, doesn't go to Atlanta, but 11 and 1 gets you a New Year's Access Bowl. And let's just say Liberty. God. The highest ranked, highest ranked non Power 5 school, they get an Access Bowl. And let's just say Lane Kiffin and Hugh Freeze, neither one gets the Auburn job. That'd be a hell of a bowl game, wouldn't it? Y'all would have a great time covering that exhibition game with that guy. I would take my I would take my paid time off. Hey, that that is why anything is possible, and and why I'm so plugged in and interested to the last three weeks of this regular season. It's going to be wild, man. It's going to be crazy. David Johnson on November sixth at nine a.m. in the morning. Who do you think Auburn hires? I do think their top two candidates are Lane Kiffin and Hugh Freeze. I think Hugh Freeze did a lot for his candidacy Saturday by beating Arkansas in Fayetteville. Um, in, in, in a way, it was kind of Hugh's redemption moment when they interviewed him on the SEC Network afterwards. I think everybody was looking and everybody was going well. Hugh Freeze can still beat SEC football teams. He's always objectively been a good football coach. That has not yeah. changed. That's what's so crazy. Now it's all about, oh, this is a great redemption arc. Y'all are the same people, not you, talking about the ones on SEC Network and the ones on Twitter with the blue check marks like Pete Thamel. Y'all are the same ones that back then were talking about how he's the greatest cheater since cheaters ever cheated. And now – Oh, it's a great redemption arc, all because Ole Miss is not associated with them. And they believe that, of course, Lane Kiffin wants to leave Ole Miss. It's just Ole Miss not taking into account. What Lane said last week was perfect. He was asked about the Auburn job. He didn't deny it. And he also mentioned how he's had a great 
uh, experience at Ole Miss, and that is still true. Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin has – did I think initially that this would be a three-plus-year uh, experiment? No, I did not. I did not. I thought he'd be gone pretty quickly. But he's really ingratiated himself at Ole Miss. His freaking dog is the official, my unofficial mascot of Ole Miss now. And that's His just for starters. His dog is a celebrity. Yeah, and, and, th- and that's just for starters. So the idea that, oh, yeah, of course Lane Kiffin would just leave Ole Miss is an outdated, antiquated line of thinking that national media types still cling to because they're lazy and they really don't do anything of significance anymore. So screw it. Like, let them. I'm going to be nauseated by watching all this redemption arc stuff with Hugh Freeze. I have no problem with Hugh Freeze as a football coach. I think he's a great football coach. I just think as a person, he's the exact same. Nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. Only that Ole Miss is no longer associated with him. So now that it's Auburn, and Auburn is supposedly, you know, a better job than Ole Miss, and they do have more resources. But in 2022, these teams are equal if Ole Miss is not better than them right now. Okay, one one question for you here. I don't know if – did you watch the end of the Arkansas Liberty game? I did not. Okay. But I saw well, the K.J. Jefferson two-pointer on Twitter, and he got in. Uh, okay, okay. Well, the SEC Network's fam- cameras are trained on freeze, and Jill and the girls are by his side hugging and kissing him. I mean, really within seconds of after the game ended. Um, orchestrated or not? Uh, I don't I don't know. Come on, come on. Don't straddle the fence. Give me give me an answer. No, I, I think I think that's genuine. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I think it's genuine. I don't think it's orchestrated, no. But everything has a purpose in college football. I mean, it was I, good- I think it would be I think it would be naive or just a slap in the face of you know reality to deny that there was at least something to that. Like there was some there was a reason to have his wife and kids and all that. But they were celebrating a big win. But there is still every single coach. There's purpose. Yeah, we, and, and we've seen that happen time and time again at Ole Miss uh, when Freeze won. But I mean, I, I'm just, I'm just saying, the cynical yeah. side of me, when I saw that, I was like, man, that was on cue. Wow, you know. So I, I'm. Yeah. I don't disagree. Well, it's just the same thing with Lane Kiffin taking pictures at airports when he's on recruiting visits. Everything has a purpose. Well, Lane makes no doubt of. I mean, he doesn't yeah, at least he's honest about it. That's what, you're making my point. At least unlike Freeze, he's not disingenuous. He's absolutely it's an exploitative approach that you have to take because this you're hired to be fired as a college football coach. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is very, very true. Yeah, well, it's all exploitative. So are you asking me, cynical Ben Garrett, this morning if uh there's a little bit of exploitation involved with his wife and kids hugging him right after the final gun has sounded after they upset Arkansas. Yes, David. Yes. I believe that there was a little bit of exploitative, you know, whatever okay. involved. Of course you put, your, you put your Christmas tree up on November 2nd for your girls. Is that exploitative? Yes, absolutely. Okay. All right. I, just, okay, just that means I get to watch football on my own uh, in peace and quiet on a Sunday because they love daddy and they're going to go hang out and give daddy some time to watch football because daddy loves us. He put up the tree. That's partly exploitative. Yes. Yeah. Friday night, we decided we were going to uh, start decorating the house. So we pulled all the crap out and man, we've got my wife and I have 28 years worth of Christmas crap. Okay. And um, 
we put some deer up on the mantle and the candlesticks and long story short here it is sunday morning and i've got uh my, my living room looks like a uh, a christmas store <laughs> uh, stuff all over the floor i mean ornaments and everything yeah. stepped on one of those damn things got a pee last night and almost broke my ankle oh but, my god that took a turn oh yeah yeah it was tough but uh but we're 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 slowly getting the Yuletide spirit going. All right, early score prediction before we get out of here. November sixth at nine oh eight a.m. Now, <laughs> Miss Alabama score from David Johnson is what? Hey, I'm optimistic. Forty two thirty eight Ole Miss. I've got thirty nine thirty seven Alabama. Ooh, it's gonna be close. Yeah, it's gonna be close. It's gonna be close. And look, I reserve the right to change that prediction by the end of the week, as you do too. But yeah. You know, I'm just I'm just trying to I'm trying to feel good about this that. Alabama team is gettable. That's why it stinks that they didn't win. They are gettable. They They're are gettable. They are definitely But Ole Miss won't do it the way LSU did it. No. See, Ole Miss and LSU and Alabama all kind of look the same. Like they're flawed teams, but there are things that make them really good. And that's part of the how how college football has become more equitable with the transfer portal. If you're an Ole Miss fan, yeah. Look, look, look. Let me ask you this. Okay. I mean, we cover one team in college football. Yes, we do. And and I think we both do it well. Oh my God! Thank you. Who in the hell is on this playoff committee that couldn't see Clemson was bullcrap? Who? 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 I mean, that was a route yesterday. Notre Dame just blitzed them. And, and you know, you you correctly said I told you that, but that was a month ago. I told you Clemson was a fake. No, it was like a week ago. No, I, I brought it up a month ago too. And let me tell you this: I don't know who's looking and giving the eyeball test to these teams. Absolute horse crap. Absolutely. Now, I, when you look at what's left. The teams that are in contention for the college football playoff, TCU, Michigan, Ohio State, um, Georgia, of course, LSU now. I mean, you could throw Ole Miss in there, on and on and on. Never has there been a year that is a be the best example. This is the best example of why a college football playoff expansion is needed. Because there is no, in my opinion, like Georgia is the dominant team. But do I hey, think I Georgia could lose uh, Ole Miss? Yes, I do know who the head of that committee is. It's the AD at NC State, which probably explains a lot why Clemson was put in there. But, I mean, this is nowhere near Dabo's best team. Nowhere no. near – I mean, it is what it is. But um, to me right now, the two best teams in college football, Georgia and Michigan. I think Michigan's really good. I love C.J. Uh, Stroud, so I'm kind of high on Ohio State. And they've got the one of the best wide receiver groups in the history of college football. They lost me a little with their performance at Northwestern yesterday. I mean yeah, – I get that. Northwestern's one and seven. You're beating them 14 to seven in the fourth quarter. Um, uh, not, not really sold on them. But, I mean, Georgia's going to win it all anyway. We all know that, right? We do know that. You know that, right? That's why I wish there was more opportunity – with an expanded college football playoff for Georgia to lose. Because I feel like Georgia is not – like, they're going to win. They're the best team in college football. But it's not like they're far and away, oh, yeah, they're infallible. You can't get Georgia. Georgia is just this monstars group 
that are going to run through everybody. I think an Ole Miss on a good day, on its best day, um, could get Georgia. Sure. Because the talent level as far as their starting units, who's on the field at the same time, is not that far off. I mean, it, Georgia's still obviously ahead of Ole Miss, but their first team units aren't crazy different because Zach Evans was the number one running back in the country in 2020. That's a player that Georgia wanted. He was a five-star. And you can keep going throughout the roster. Jackson Dart was a four-star. The talent differential isn't for their starters all that great. Now, the depth is where they're superior to Ole Miss. Yeah, particularly on the defensive side yes. of the football. Yes. That's, that's true. And I like Georgia. Hey, you know, Georgia's winning with a former walk-on Mississippi junior college quarterback. I yes, like they it. Are. Stetson Bennett. I like Stetson Bennett. He doesn't and, get you know, enough credit for how accurate he actually is. Like that throw in the back of the end zone between two defenders, I mean, that was a perfectly thrown ball. Stetson uh, Bennett is not like some crazy next-level player, but Stetson Bennett is a good player. And he's fleet of feet as well, man. The yeah. guy can run. Yeah. He can run. So, anyway, we're starting to stray, but uh, yeah. I think we've covered it all on a Sunday morning, right? I mean, Yeah, Lane Kiffin's uh, staying at Ole Miss. Hugh Freeze is going to Auburn, and we're going to have to sit through a nauseating – Oh, the redemption arc. I can hear – what's his name? What's the guy that does all those really sad stories for ESPN? I can't remember. But he's, he's the one on game day that always has the – Tom Rinaldi maybe? That always has the really sad story. And they can, they're just going to follow Freeze. Hugh Freeze was at his lowest point. And now – There will be a long line of guys who are going to be pining to write those stories. Um, the filleting just drooling on his nuts. Oh. Yeah, and and look again. I'm not so sure Hugh Freeze has searched a candidate number one. I'll, I'll just say that much, and let's see what happens. I mean, so it's who a is candidate number way. one, then David? Don't be coy. Oh, I think Lane Kiffin is who they want. Do I think they're going to get him? I don't know, but I think that's who they still want. He's David Johnson at Rebels247 on Twitter, writes for Inside the Rebels247. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben. I write for the Ole Miss Spirit on three. It's Alabama week. We're still fired up. The stakes are different. Ole Miss now has to keep pace rather than take full seized control of the SEC West in first place. But that's okay. You were going to have to win anyway, so just keep winning. Thank you, my friend. We'll do it later again this week. Yep. Hotty toddy, everybody. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.